This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Welcome to Pick a Tale. I am with Access Radio Taranaki, 104.4 FM. My name is Leslie Dowding, and I'm a storyteller. I enjoy telling stories in schools, libraries, parks, outside, inside. I have many stories to share. Some are my own tales, and some are from around the world. I hope to bring your world into the world of story, wherever you are. May you enjoy every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Welcome to Pick a Tale. We're getting closer to that person called Father Christmas. Yes. I wonder what Father Christmas is doing right now. I think he's really, really busy. And I think he's expecting you to be busy too. Because this is a time of year when you can write to Father Christmas. And you don't actually have to ask for lots of things like Lego or Barbie. You could just ask for something like a warm sunny day and the sea so you can go and make sandcastles. Well, this story I'm going to share with you is actually called Letters from Father Christmas. Not two, by a very famous man called J.R. Tolkien. And when he was young, he lived in Oxford. Now, he's famous for writing some pretty serious books. Well, not serious as in serious, but famous books like The Hobbit. Here's the story. Father Christmas is flying into Oxford to deliver his letters and presents. His sleigh is pulled by eight pairs of reindeer. He puts the two special white ones in the front because he's in a hurry and they are the fastest reindeer. Father Christmas is dressed for the cold and the snow because where he lives it's always cold and always snowy. So he has a big, big, long red coat with a hood that comes right up over his ears and he wears big, big boots so that he can go clump, clomp, clomp through the snow. But of course, when he comes to New Zealand, I think he'd get very hot. So I think he has to take some things off and probably wears his bathers underneath. But that's another story, isn't it? Father Christmas comes from the North Pole. His fur-lined coat and his long white beard keep him warm. In his Christmas house, he has all sorts of exciting things going on. He has people making toys, He has people writing letters saying thank you for your letter. I'm trying to see if I can get as busy as possible and find what you'd like. But one day Father Christmas lost his hood and a polar bear had an accident when he was on his way to try and see if the reindeer needed exercise. Father Christmas was in such a hurry, he told one of them to hurry up, hurry up. But the reindeer was a bit sleepy. So, without realising what he was doing, he jumped in his sleigh and said, we need to practice today. But he hadn't hitched it all together. And he took off, leaving 
two reindeer behind. He landed back down really quickly. Oh no, he said to himself, this is no good. What am I thinking? I must be better than that. So he put all the reindeer together, two white ones in the front, like we said, and he took off round the North Pole. And on his way, he looked down in the ice and he saw, oh my goodness, a polar bear. What's happening to you? He said to the polar bear as he landed his sledge on the side of the snow. The polar bear was so big and so heavy that he kept slipping and almost falling into ice pots. Oh no, I can't imagine what could be worse. Hold on, said Father Christmas. And he tied a large rope around the tummy of the polar bear and he got his sleigh reindeers to pull and pull and pull until they pulled the rain. Beautiful polar bear out onto some strong solid ice. Thank you, said Polar Bear. My pleasure, said Father Christmas, and he took off. By now the sky was full of lights. They were all flashing, and some were even changing colour. Look at those lights, said the Polar Bear as he looked up. Look at those lights, said Father Christmas. They seem to be extra bright this year. And suddenly, without warning, one seemed to shoot across the sky. How exciting! Polar Bear rather liked Father Christmas and decided that maybe he would make a big long journey to find out where he lived. And off he took. But Father Christmas was far too busy practising with the reindeer, landing, taking off, making sure no parcels fell off, landing, taking off. And then by tea time he had to go back to his house sit by a big warm fire and write lots and lots of letters. He was just about to close up and blow the candles out when he saw a strange, strange thing at the window. My word, he said, and he jumped up and opened the door and guess who it was? Polar Bear. My word, you've come a long way. I wanted to see where you live, said Polar Bear. And just as the polar bear went to step inside, the moon shone. Well, you can come in and help. Polar bears can be helpful, you know, said polar bear. Okay, I'll set you off by putting the labels on all the presents. Here. And that's what Father Christmas did. And they worked all through the night. And then Father Christmas opened the window because Polar Bear was getting just a bit too hot by the fire. Come on, keep going, it'll soon be Christmas Eve. Time for a sleep, I think, said Father Christmas to Polar Bear. And they both went off to sleep. But in the morning when Father Christmas woke up, oh, where was Polar Bear? He was up to his neck in snow outside. He had to soak his feet in the snow. My goodness me, what's happening? Well, I, I just got so hot, I thought I'd go outside for a bit of a cool-off, and then I fell asleep, and then the snow came, and I think I got a bit buried. Never mind, said Father Christmas, we'll soon get you out. Father Christmas got the pixies and all the gnomes and everyone that was helping to get their spades, and they dug the polar bear out. 
My word, this is an exciting Christmas for me, said Father Christmas. Let's get cracking and get everything ready. What's next, said Polar Bear? We have to make lots of biscuits and give them out to the children too. Don't you get biscuits, said Polar Bear to Father Christmas? Yes, I do, but I always like to leave a few myself. So Father Christmas and Polar Bear got really, really busy. And then it was time for Father Christmas to show Polar Bear where all the toys were kept and all the pixies were working. And so the night went on until suddenly the clock struck and Father Christmas knew it was time for the real thing. There was a squeaking and a spluttering and everybody got ready. Everybody loaded up the sleigh and everybody took off. Except, of course, for Polar Bear. He knew he couldn't go on the sleigh. He just watched Father Christmas fly up into the sky. And as he did, the snow began to fall. I hope you have a wonderful journey, said the Polar Bear. I hope I see you when you come back. And while he was gone, Polar Bear put on a nice woolly coat and some red gloves. He went out and played with the elves and they dug and made snowmen. And they had fun. In fact, they had their own Christmas. And everybody enjoyed it. I hope that that will happen to you too. That wherever you are, whether it's on the sea, on the sand, on the mountain, in a nice forest, you have a wonderful Father Christmas picnic and lots of fun. Thank you for listening to Pick a Tale today. I'm going to tell you a story that's very, very funny, and I hope you enjoy it. It was the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Michael had his little mouse in his top pocket, under the bedclothes, with a torch. And he was talking to him and telling little Mousy that Christmas was soon to be here. And downstairs, the house was going to change. There was going to be a Christmas tree and lots of pretty things on it. And he was explaining it all to Mousy when he heard the most horrendous noise. 
It was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Oh no, said Michael. It's Auntie Joan. She's coming with all the mince pies and all the cookies. She makes them every Christmas Eve for Mummy. But she doesn't like mice, so we're going to have to be really careful. Michael climbed out from under the bedclothes, checked that Mousie was safe in his pocket, and he went through the door. And there, along the corridor, along the hallway, he could see the Christmas tree. Hmm, that's looking pretty, he thought. He knew he had some time to put some presents on. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, came Auntie Joan with a big tray of cookies and some tins. Michael, you're going to pack these tins and you're going to take them around to all the neighbours and there's a tin for you, but I have a job to do first. What's that, said Michael? I have to put down the mouse traps, of course. You never know. If we put cookies or mince pies out for Father Christmas, the mice might come in the middle of the night and eat them. <gasps> Michael could feel the little mouse trembling in his pocket. Oh, oh, I don't think you need to do that, Auntie Joan. But she had already started. There was these huge traps around the Christmas tree. Not just one, but two or three. Oh, <gasps> said Michael, whatever shall we do? And then... Just as he was about to turn away and go and put Massey in a shoebox, Auntie Joan said, Michael, what's that in your pocket? I can see a very funny tail. Oh, nothing, nothing, said Michael. Oh, look, Auntie, look out the window, I think. And as she turned round, the mouse jumped out of the pocket, zigzagged across the room and jumped up onto the Christmas tree. Oh, his heart was pounding. Michael's heart was pounding. Before he could do anything, Auntie Joan had shoved a large tin in his hands, opened the front door and pushed him out. Now you get on your bike and you go and take these round to the neighbours. And then when you come back, I'll have some more. "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse, she sang as she shut the front door. It was all quiet. Mousy was on the Christmas tree. Oh, what was he going to do? He climbed higher and higher, past baubles, past pictures, past homemade little decorations, past all sorts of pretty tinselly things, and he got higher and higher and higher, until right at the top, when he looked down, all he could see was mouse traps. He shivered and he shook when a voice said, Hello, what are you? And when he looked up, there was the fairy on top of the tree. Oh, I'm Mousy. I belong to Michael and I live in his pocket. But Auntie Joan, she's set traps all around the Christmas tree and I'm really, really frightened. Oh, you poor thing on Christmas Eve. What a terrible present. A mouse trap. And then she bent down and she went... Psh, 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 in his ear and she pulled out a wand and Mousy couldn't believe his eyes and then he heard the front door open and then he heard it shut and it was Michael ah Michael you're back with an empty tin now you come on with me and I will fill it up and you can go again I just would like to look at the Christmas tree said Michael and he opened the door 
and he was whispering, Mousy, Mousy, where are you? I'll come and get you. I'll come and get you. Tell me where you are. Just shake a leaf or something. And Mousy popped his head up right at the top where the fairy was. And just as Michael was about to reach up and pick him up, (gasps) Auntie Joan came in with another tin of cookies. Michael, off you go. She put the tin in his hands, spun him round, almost pushed him out the door, and she stepped backwards. She screamed. Her foot had touched a mouse trap, and it had sprung onto her big toe. She hopped and she hopped, and she screamed and she screamed, and out she ran. Michael ran back. Mousy ran down the tree, did a giant leap and landed in his pocket. His heart was pounding. Oh, you're safe, you're safe, said Michael. Yes, said Mousy, and you'll never guess what, said Michael. I believe in fairies and I believe in wishes and I believe in Christmas wishes because I just got one. Thank you for listening for the Pickertail. Thank you for listening to Pick a Tale. Look forward to you tuning in next week and listen to the next exciting stories from Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Check out the website and the podcasts in case you were too busy to sit down and listen this time. You can choose your own time. Thank you from Leslie Dowden. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com.